Hey everybody, it's Matt welcoming you back to another episode of the Garage of Horror podcast. On this episode, I talk to the Nightmare Collective, the lady and gentleman paranormal ghost hunting group from down around Arkansas, Oklahoma border. Um, it was an awesome conversation. Uh, these people pretty much assured me that most of the ghost hunting stuff you see in Hollywood is bullshit. Um, you know, they're very much into it for the academics, going out, helping people, trying to prove the existence of spirits, and they never charge anybody a single cent for them to come out and take a look at their house. Um, I really enjoyed my interview with them. They seem like cool people, and I hope you all enjoy it too. So without further ado, Nightmare Collective. They're coming to get you, Barbara. today oh was that paper you showed me from today yeah yeah Yeah. all right well we are up and running so um first thing if you would guys like to do just go around kind of introduce yourself and you know tell us what you do okay um my name is jason walker i uh found the not terry collective um the lead investigator and uh that's what i do so i'll pass off the ronda Uh, My name is Rhonda. I don't say my last name. (laughs) Um, Research, investigation, and medium work. And next is Rick. Hi, Rick Chase. I guess I'm the old man of the group. I've been doing this for about 15 years. So uh, I'm the spiritual leader and teacher, (laughs) although they're pretty well up to speed. Right. Okay, uh, so if you've been doing this for 15 years, how long have the other two been doing this? uh, Varying times, a couple years, five years, you know. And uh, uh, this is Jason again. I've been uh, I've been doing it off and on uh, for a few years, and then we just uh, officially uh, formed the group in August 2019. Um, I established it back in uh, 2018 on Halloween, actually, and we got one more guy, Sean, here. Uh, I've been doing this since September. I'm kind of the newbie, so (laughs) (laughs) got to teach them at some point. So, are you the one they give all the crap jobs to? (laughs) (laughs) He's the camera guy. He's the the camera guy slash like our Aaron. Like, if you want to say that from Ghost Adventures, Adventures. (laughs) you know, he's the one we like from the mess with the spirits. Yeah, we yeah we taught him the the hard way. We took him in his first trip to a local TB hospital, and and we actually caught a spirit and mapped it, and it got up the chair and started crawling up his leg, and he was jonesing, boy. I mean, we looked back and he he was gone. Yes, and we were using our SLS camera at that time. We're like, man, it's it's on your leg, it's on your leg. He took off, it grabbed him. (laughs) All right, so for someone like me who may not know a lot about this what is an sls camera go ahead Rick. it's a uh what do they call that a sen- 
Huh? Spectral. Oh, yeah, a spectral light sensor. And what it does is it actually, it, it maps an area and it sends like invisible um, uh, laser grids. And if there's a spirit in between, he shows up on our mark as a stick man. And some people who have seen the stick man say, oh, it looks so fake. But when you say, can you wave to me or wave your right arm? Boy, when they do about, about 70% of the time, let you know they're there. So it's right. just a new wave, and uh, it's, it's a game changer. Yeah, it allows us to see the spirits, and uh, it's really kind of awesome because once they realize that you can see them, they, they really do try to hide from you. And uh, it doesn't the, – the camera doesn't map anything that's not there. I'd love to tell you a little experience of uh, expanding on what Jason said. Uh, here in my house – this is where we're doing the podcast – I first got that SLS unit – and uh, it's actually called Structured Light Sensor. But um, I brought it, found one. I knew I had a ghost in the back room of a grandmother. And I came in here and saw her again. I thought it was her. I know she's around because I smell her perfume and stuff. But it was actually a second ghost. So I looked down and my digital recorder turned itself on. I picked it up and it, he says, well, how are you doing that crap? <laughs> I couldn't believe I picked up that EVP. So... How many, I would guess, like, cases, like, how, how many, like, cases do you guys, like, you know, do at a given time? Oh, man, it uh, it varies because we have people that contact us all the time to our We've only been yeah. doing this since September, and we've had over 10 mm. cases probably. Yeah, it just, uh, so we go by messages on our business page, Twitter, Instagram, even our uh, Facebook group page, you know, we get messages on. So, we go as uh, so more than one a month, maybe almost every other week. We do either a cleansing or an investigation right. slash communication with entities or whatever. Okay, so then is that what I, I would say? Let's say like, is that what most of your your calls are? Is it mostly people that are like, "Hey, there's something in our house that's freaking us out. Can you like come see what's going on?" Yeah, it does. Uh, you want me to take that? Yeah, go ahead. I mean, that's part um, of it. Yeah. Yeah, that happens all the time. And what we have found is we go into some places and they say, oh, yeah, I've got activity. And we might even be able to catch it on evidence. But, but the thing is, most of the time when there's kids involved, we go right out because they just don't understand. Sometimes little children see them. And so what we do is we go out there and if we if they want us to banish the ghost, we can do that. Or we just make them understand that it's not going to hurt you. It's not going to do anything to you. If it would, it already would have. Right. And then sometimes we deal with things that uh, that aren't, you know, friendly. And, and there's some things that are above our head, you know, that we have to look at, pass it on to somebody that deals with that specific thing. Um, so you never know when you're going to run into those kind of things. No, I, I totally get, get you with like, you know, how, you know, they say that like, you know, children can see it because mm -hmm. like, I, that's actually an experience that I've had. Like um, my aunt, she used to live in a duplex. Okay. And she lived on one side and her, um, and her landlord lived on the other side. And my cousin, she was like, you know, three, four at the time. And we would always hear her upstairs playing, like talking, you know, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And she would call them Peter. There was two of them, two boys, Peter and wind. Okay. And my aunt was always like, Oh, well, it's, it's an overactive imagination. Cause like who has, who, who would come up with the name wind. Right. Right. And yeah. this went on, this went on for years. 
And then my aunt Brenda, well, I don't want to say her name, but my aunt was getting ready to, to move out. And she went over and she was talking to her, her landlord. And she saw that my, her landlord had a picture of her, of two guys on her mantle. And my aunt was like, Oh, you know, who are these guys? And she was like, Oh, well, these are my two brothers. <laughs> One thing was Peter. And in the other picture, she said, this was my younger brother. I, I can't remember what his real name was, but he was wearing a track jacket. And they said that he was so fast, everybody called him Wind. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. story. Wow. It's good when you have verification on stuff, though, when like you go in and you map things or you have experiences that people say this was moved and this keeps being moved. Or like if you go in and um, like you get photos and it looks like there's something there. Or if like someone like me goes in and I think like usually I'm like the spidey sense thingy, like is how my stuff works. And I'm like, there's something over there. And then you take a picture and you see something there. But if you actually have a verification story, like it, you know, like the history of the place or whatever, and you actually get like legitimate evidence that that was like correct. then it's, well, that's what an investigation is. Yeah. It, yeah. It's uh we got to do the background and find out about were there any deaths in a place or was there police action? Was there a shooting? You know, there's a couple different type, there's a couple of types of hauntings. One is an intelligent and the other is residual. Right. Residual is kind of like a record player where if a guy shoots a gun in this living room right now, you may hear that gun go off in 10 years from now. And that's just, you know, it's not an intelligent. But if you had a spirit walk through the room and you say, hey, and he turned and looked at you, you you've got an intelligent spirit. Right. Yeah. Sometimes you can't see them, but you can certainly hear them. That's true. I've, I've myself, I've been to like Waverly Hills in Kentucky. Gettysburg would uh, be residual. Gettysburg. Yeah. Mm -hmm. we, uh, uh, I mean, through the years, Our I've boat. done it for 15. I've been all over the place. And we're taking these guys all over the place now. So then would you say like a, like a residual haunting is kind of like an echo? Well, not really. Yeah, yeah it is, but it's, it's not. It's, it's actually a record player in time, right, yeah. if you will. It just, okay. it, you can see it and you, you can, sometimes you can have different yeah. smells with it, you know, or whatever it may be, but it, it's never going to interact with you because it just replays the same motions from whenever that event occurred. And it's over and over and over. So there's not really anything to be scared of there because if you see it. It's just, I mean, it's just something <coughs> from the past. That's not going to affect anything. Right. Like the echo part of it. Go ahead. I was gonna say so, like, like with the residual. How are you answering your echo part? Echo part. It's uh. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say so, like with the residual, you, you don't really have to be uh, afraid of it because it's not gonna respond to stimuli. It basically doesn't even really know you're there. Would that yep. be fair to say? I I think that the th thing you have to understand is the human being is always afraid of that that they don't understand. Definitely. So the first. The first reaction to people is being scared, but 90% of the time, or better, these spirits aren't doing anything. They just happen to exist. Right. And we can move them by using Rhonda, or we can get uh, cleansing and yeah. prayer and, and basically like spiritual ritual. But that's exactly it. I mean, <clears throat> you know, without her, we can't move them on. But like I say, once they understand that they're not going to hurt you. Now, if you get into something where Jason mentioned it earlier, where you see stuff move, that's a whole nother ballgame. That's yeah. called a poltergeist. Right? Yep. And uh, they're a little harder, but I've seen 
hidden in action many times, I'll tell you. It's an intelligent haunt, too. So I would have to say then, going back to the comment about how it's exciting when you do an investigation and, like, you know, you record something, you see something, you know, because I would have to imagine that that's great for you guys because I'm sure, like, you're aware that, like, you know, there's a lot of people out there that, like, just really thinks, like, all things like this are bullshit. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 You know, and something to go on that, too. What's crazy about that is no matter how much evidence you show them or pictures or video, it's like they still say the same thing. It's like sometimes you just can't argue with what's there. You know, video doesn't lie. So, yeah. if, you know, and there are things that um, – People can fake, obviously, nowadays and make it look really good. But, you know, when you get something that's a genuine thing, you know, there's there's not really anything you can't argue it. You know, and there's people that get full body apparitions on camera and it doesn't happen all the time. It's really hard to get those and or even a class A EVP, which is the best you can get saying something clearly of somebody that's that's not there in your presence. You can't see them, but there are always people that's going to argue that. And, you know. But that's our that's our whole uh, uh, point of really doing this. It's fun and it's 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 I wouldn't say necessarily a hobby, but it's something that we're we're totally dedicated and interested in to proven that there is there's more than just our life here. And then and then there's plenty of proof out there, you know, and it's another thing, too, is uh, not just like spirits go investigate too. there's a whole plethora of things we investigate as far as you know what we do you know is it goes into the the bigfoot round the the ufos and all those people you know those things that people have questions about uh we're there if anybody has interest and there's an investigation to be had we're gonna go you know and that's that's what we do and another thing too is that i always like to mention is that everything we do we don't charge people for what we do we never will and uh i think that's wrong if there's anybody out there that does do that because our, our, our the goal besides what we do is to help people and then help people understand things and and, and hey the Ghostbusters you know, charged and they're like the staple yeah. of this whole entire yeah, foundation. We don't, we don't, <laughs> that will be something we'll never do. They're like know. my idols. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> also, each person's belief is beyond is there's based on their personal experience and people that don't believe will probably have a paranormal experience yeah. and not even know and it, it won't matter true. if you present proof to some people they'll debunk it but as far as like okay i'm just gonna like shoot in a small like nutshell of an example when i was younger i was like i had my first job i worked at a sonic drive-in and i was driving on a back road with one of my friends and we got off of work and i saw my first full-bodied apparition that i thought was a human being standing in the road with his head cracked open because like he had had an accident and he was standing there asking for my help and i didn't know that it wasn't a real human physical body and i turned to my friend and said do you see that dude in the middle of the road his head's cracked open and she said what are you talking about i don't see anything so that was like my proof right there no matter if she saw it no matter if you or he or Sam or, or, you know, Doe saw it, I saw it, and I knew that it was real because, you know, it happened repeatedly after that. So, I really, the person's personal experience is actually their belief. Yeah, we've had, all have our, our own experience and things, and I have, Rick has, Sean has, if he wants to share anything right now, it'd be great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mr. Sean Silent man. over there. Yeah. That's why he stays behind the camera. He yeah, says. he's uh, he's more the the camera guy, you know. So uh, he likes to be behind the action, but in it at the same time. <laughs> oh no, I I get it because yeah, like I'm very open because like I've I there was a thing with my aunt. Like I've had I've had three or four experiences of my own. 
you know, in all different aspects of my life, like one as a kid, you know, a couple grown up, um, you know, or like I have seen stuff or like I knew that like something was trying to communicate with me. Um, yeah. You know, and then, uh, you know, and I think I think that's a thing, too, is like being open to it. Um, you know, like I have I have an intuition for some reason that is just on point. Like I don't know where it came from, but like I can it's just a feeling. And right. oh, yeah. like one and like one time in my life, like uh this guy pulled up me and my me and my sister, she's four years younger than me. We were kids and we were out playing and this guy, like we were like he pulled up and he was like, Oh, you know, hey, are you guys heading home? Like, you know, I can give you a ride and like I saw his aura and yeah um, it was just black yeah and, and you said was, hell no and i was like no we're good <laughs> yeah yeah uh, Rhonda here knows about all that stuff she, yeah and that's she your does. intuition and you can develop that muscle and make it stronger and stronger and stronger if you just research how to do it and that's what being a medium or doing healing or psychic work or light work and all that stuff is basically you just exercising that that you're talking about and keeping on exercising it. So it's kind of like exercising a muscle. Yeah, basically. But it's a spiritual muscle, I guess you'd say. Right. Or it's something that's born in all of us that we have an instinct that you can either shove to the side and become like just basically a logical person and forget instinct exists because it's sort of spiritual. Or you can actually go with it and you can like just embrace it and develop it. Right. <clears throat> A lot of people are too afraid of it to do yeah, that. Yeah, she does. She does all kinds of extensive research and all kinds of things about that. You know, she uh, she's way deep in that stuff. It's out of our <laughs> realm. She knows way more about it than we do. But there's pretty much not anything that I don't believe is possible. <laughs> and she <laughs> anoints really. us after every investigation. Yeah, we do protective prayers at the end, and we do a protective um, anointment with holy oil. We actually use holy water, sage, Palo Santo, and stuff like that in cleansings and personal cleansings and dwelling cleansings or people cleansings or whatever. Yeah. Those are some of the things we use on, on us before we leave <clears throat> every location and also on the people, if we're helping at the house or, or wherever it may be on, even on a location, you know, we do a family blessing and anoint all of the house yep. members. And, and it's also too, we don't, we don't push any kind of beliefs on anybody or anything like that. It's just something that helps everybody feel comfortable. Yeah. And um, we do it because yeah, we don't want anything to follow us home. I do it. I do it because I, I want to change. Just about to say that I was going to bring anything home with you. Yeah, and so yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah tell me about it. Had it happen, <laughs> but that was before Rhonda. Yeah, yeah definitely. There's been before, some. That's before we decided. They to don't start show doing that on things. ghost shows, yeah. though. They don't really show doing something like that to make sure something doesn't come home with you. So I don't even actually know that anyone, everyone integrates that into yeah this whole. It's a good like, thing job. we do, and uh. Rick, if you want to say something about like the difference between like what we do and like ghost adventures and those TV shows do. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah well, kinda... you know, the thing the, the thing is people talk about the shows and that. Uh you have like ghost adventures and uh Zach Bagans is one of the best, best there is as a showman. And the thing about doing the TV thing is, you know, what takes one day to do investigations will now turn into five because you're doing a TV show. And I get it. I get it. And it's great. And I watch it because he's, like I say, he's one of the best entertainers. And they do get some good evidence. But there's a lot of things that happen that just don't look good to us. Like, 
you know, when you show up and they have to film the guys walking up to the house and they have to mic up the person inside and then they have to film you talking to them. We don't, we can surpass all that and go on and do our own thing and we'll post it up on the YouTube or on our uh, Facebook page and people see it. Now, me, myself, like I said, I've been doing it for 15 years. I would love, I do love, I should say, to get a hold of skeptics and one at a time change their mind. Yeah, that's pretty fun when you go into a great place. <laughs> but uh, he is right. We do. We post all of our uh, investigations on our uh, Facebook page. We do them uh, as we're doing it live. They're not edited or anything like that. So what, what we see is what everybody else sees. And if we see something or experience something, um, Everybody gets to see it at the same time. We don't fake anything. There is nothing like that. And uh, we're, we're not ever going to do that. But so some people watching it, you know, maybe think it's boring or something because we don't have the, uh, the you know, the it factor as far as a TV show and the, you know, the theatrics. It's it's actual what's happening. And I think that's even better. So, yeah, yeah you're, you're, you're not putting on a show. Nope. Some you of them have to do, though. A couple of them I've seen do. And that makes everybody else look bad. Yep. Right. Yeah, it's funny. I, I mean, I, I don't want to get into particulars about who and whatnot, but I have actually sold evidence to somebody um, to use in, in that capacity. And that was long ago. Like I say, I had my own group uh, here in Arkansas. We're right at the border of Arkansas, Oklahoma. And, uh, you know, I used to do it. Uh, with one other guy a lot and being in a group really makes a difference because each of us can take a different part of this thing and make it work, you know? So, but uh, give me those skeptics and, you know, if we can't change their mind, we'll break their legs so we can tell them by their limp. (laughs) (laughs) So So then I remember earlier you said something about you go out and investigate stuff. And then if you do run into something, I guess it's above your pay grade you know, you'll, you'll pass it, you know, pass it up the chain, pass it along. So I was going to say like, have you to date, have you run into anything malevolent? No, really. The thing you have to understand is if a, if a guy is a, is an a-hole in life, he could be an a-hole in death. Uh, I, I think negative that, energy. Yes. Yeah. No. Negative energy. Yeah, yeah. Can, definitely, definitely, yeah, definitely, if that's definitely. what you mean by malevolent, right. negative or dark energy, yes, but I'll let Rick finish what he was saying. Well, no, I, I mean, it's there's a big difference between the demonic and, and uh, malevolent. And, 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 you know, right. like I said, there's spirits out there that will scratch you. But looking at it this way, how do we know that they're scratching us to be mean? Maybe they're that's just true. pawing at you yeah. to try and get your attention and you get scratched. Well, granted, when it's a scratch from a paranormal event, it burns like someone put a cigarette to you. Yeah. And uh, that's no fun. But, you know, we have to take precautions and Rhonda keeps us safe in that respect. Yeah, she does. And if you imagine being invisible, basically, and never seen, would you not get bored as crap (laughs) and just mess with people or things and items just because you want attention or you're just trying to pass the time because you're kind of stuck in this infinite boredom? (laughs) Kind of like a kid almost all most spirits that aren't malevolent or even the malevolent ones because you have mean little kids that are bullies well, they're all basically like a kid yeah. you most of them are like they're all like a kid always get your attention whether it's good or yeah bad. yeah right yeah. spirits are basically the same and animals are that way too animals can come back in spirit form especially yes, they dogs can. we've caught a dog spirit before plain as day photo you cannot <laughs> deny that it's a dog 
Yeah, it's uh, crazy. And uh, we've all been uh, touched by spirits. You can tell when they touch you and feel it. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And if you if you never had it happen before, it's a little weird. But uh, it really feels like if you ever walked into a spider web, that's really that's what it feels like. Yeah, it to me. It, yeah your face. Yeah. And you, mm -hmm. you got no web. No, to right. There's nothing there. But that's what it feels like. There's a lot of little subtle things that happen. If you have a poltergeist, say, a poltergeist will leave like puddles of water on the ground. Most people don't know that, but there's a lot of little things that kind of give you an idea of what you're dealing with. Yeah. Okay, so you're so basically what you're saying is like you have you've, you've run into stuff that might be that might have negative energy, but you haven't really ran into anything where it was like it seemed like it legitimately wanted to do harm to the resident of that house um not no, so really far i don't i don't think uh any of us as far as like Rhonda and sean myself rick may has because he's been doing it a lot longer he may run into that before so i don't know if you want to if you have anything what are you talking about now have you actually there? run into anything something that... that was wanting to do harm to the person that lived there yeah yeah yes i have um <clears throat> You know, a couple of experiences that I've had, of course, the marks and the scratches, but the craziest thing I ever saw was a guy that was like six foot four. We were investigating a large place and I told him, I said, I wouldn't antagonize right now, but he stood in the middle of the room and started with that crap. Hey, you aren't real. You've got no power. You're not powerful, more powerful than me. And in a blink, he was off the ground and thrown about 20 feet across the room into the wall. So, you know, and I thought, well, okay, maybe, you know, I don't know, but we got him up, we pulled up his shirt and his whole right lobe was literally black. And that was the most scary one I've ever seen. Okay. So, but in that instance, like he had antagonized it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Which Completely, and people do that all the time. We do not do that, but there are several people that we know that do that. Yeah, we, we, we do not. We don't like it. Why antagonize? I mean, if you were to go to Waverly Hills Sanatorium, where I've been before in Louisville, you know, 5,000 people died in this place daily during the TB outbreak. So you don't want to go in there and antagonize. You don't want to go in there and call names and say you're nothing, nothing. These people were sick and died. So we right. kind of have a heart and we try to understand where they had been in life. Obviously, some people come back, but uh, you see them spirits can portray themselves as anything they want. If they come back because they enjoy being a kid, they may come back showing you as a kid. Uh, you know, I've seen them, I've seen it happen several different ways, but uh, I don't, I don't believe that antagonizing is going to ever benefit anybody, to be honest. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. See, I've, I've, yeah, I've never antagonized. I, I did have a thing. I moved in with my mom and I had to sleep in her basement and the, there was a bathroom down there. And the light used to turn on and off by itself yeah. all the time. Mm. And, you know, I finally said something to my mom about it. I'm like, you know, I constantly got the feeling like I was being watched. Right. You know, oh, yeah. the hair standing up and just not feeling alone. And, yeah. you know, I said, what's going on with your basement? <laughs> and, mm. it, and it turns out that uh, the old couple, well, I shouldn't say old couple, but the old woman she bought the house from, her husband died. He had a heart attack while he was cutting the yard. Ooh, and the energy behind mm -hmm. and the basement was where his game room and stuff was. So like, it was his favorite place. Oh, okay. So it was like, so I was, I was like, okay, obviously it's, it's this dude. 
you know, yeah. but like, you know, I'm, I'm laying there trying to sleep because, you know, I, I, I used to work like a, a graveyard shift and then like I had to sleep during the day. So I come home and I'm super tired. And then the lights flicking on and off, on and off, and it's like, dude. And I and I just I remember one day, like I was just over it, and I said, if you turn that light on one more time, I'm gonna burn this house down. <laughs> oh my god! You know what's funny that and the light went off, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's funny that that uh, you can most spirits that are in your home. Uh, for instance, when I first moved into this house, my dogs, these little dogs were just going crazy every night at three in the morning. And and I'm getting up with my gun coming down the hallway going, I'm going to shoot some bastard in my house. But turns out nobody's there. And I finally mm-hmm. realized, oh, they're barking at Nanny. That's what I call her. And so I stood in the middle of the room. I said, Nanny, you can stay here just as long as you want. You can stay here for eternity. And it's OK. I won't bother you. But please stop making the dogs bark. <laughs> and you know, it never happened again. Never yeah. again. Sometimes yeah, you really, acknowledge them, you know? Yeah. And it's really funny you say that about the dogs because, like, I had that kind of same experience. Like, this same aunt that lived in Duplex bought a house. And, like, I don't know if she just has a thing for haunted houses or what. But, you know, she moved to this house and they went, like, on a, on a, on a vacation. And they asked me if I could come over and feed their dogs. And I'm like, yeah, definitely. You know, I'm like about like 16, 17. And mm-hmm. I decide, well, instead of going over every day, I'll just stay over there for the week. You know, be there with the dogs, feed them, all that stuff. And just like you said, like the first two nights, 3 a.m., like clockwork, these dogs went crazy. You know, and these were not like small dogs. Like, you know, she had like yeah. a... Was there like a specific spot that they like um, honed in on? Yeah, like they would start barking and they would come into the living room. So like, I thought like maybe like, you know, somebody was at the door or something. I'm like, mm-hmm. it's way too late for that, you know? So, like, I'm, like, peeking out the window, and I don't see anything, you know? And it was just, like, you know, it was just kind of, like, hair-raising, you know? And, yeah. and by the fourth night, I was like, okay, this is four nights in a row. This is not a coincidence. About three in the morning, you said? At three in the morning. The witching hour, yes. Yeah, the witching hour. Exactly. exactly. So, I'm like, I'm like yeah. okay, so I went home. And then just decided for like the last couple of days to come over, feed them and, and leave. And yeah. it was funny because I started talking to my mom about it. Now, I, you know, I hadn't said anything to my mom about it beforehand. And I said something to my mom. I was like, hey, um, I was at my aunt's house and this weird thing was happening. It was like three o'clock every morning. And she was like, oh, yeah. Like apparently before my aunt bought it, back when they were kids, like teenagers, my mom used to babysit the kids that lived there. And my mm-hmm. mom said she was like, I always felt off in that house. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, like, she, you know, years ago, she had felt it too, you know? So it was like, okay, it's not my imagination. Yeah. yeah you know, that means that your mom and your aunt probably have also, like, some intuitive capability to a significant extent. She said she felt off. So that's kind of like her, without exercising her muscle, her intuition telling her that there's something else there. Yeah, my aunt is, like, really good at that. Like, my aunt can, like, walk into a place and, like, it's, like, instant. So, like, when I bought my new house, like, one of the first things I did was invite my aunt over. <laughs> yeah, you tell her to just sit out, yeah. Yeah, and she just came in and, like, you know, she laughed feel. and, you know, everything was good. And then, like, my mom got a place and my aunt walked in and she was like, ooh. She's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the, all the, the new electronics that are available to us these days – are just phenomenal when it comes to ghost hunting. Everything from infrared, full spectrum, point of view cameras, uh, 
uh, game cameras. Uh, uh, we have a, lot of, uh, a couple of ovalus <laughs> units where uh, you probably heard them. The ovalus uh, spirits can actually manipulate it to put words out. Yeah. And it'll read words over and over and over. Paranormal book. Paranormal books. Yep. And uh, so it, with the advent of all the electronics, it's really kind of made the game different. I mean, they're easier to find. And the phenomenon itself is just so exciting when you find it. Even if a person's a skeptic, one time he sees it happen, he is no longer a skeptic. <laughs> yeah, so I would they, have, they have to question. imagine it. I would have to imagine it when it happens to you in person, like it's it's pretty hard to deny. <laughs> Unless yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's funny. I you know, I, I just I've had so many things happen through the years and, and you know it, it's some of it's funny I, I one example right here locally i found a place that was one of bell star's daughter pearl's house now it was a brothel at one time and it's here in fort smith arkansas and i went in that place and i've never been in a more haunted place and i've been to waverly hills gettysburg all those but this place was just incredible incredible and i took these guys in one of the first times that we did that I don't think that anybody can clear that house of all the spirits they've got going there. They've got everything going on. I mean, you know, from from uh, uh, orbs everywhere. You see them running up the, the staircases and all that. And uh, so one of the things that happened there that blew my mind is when I first walked in, there was the guy that bought it and he was refurbishing it. He pops a beer open takes a drink, sets it down, goes over Ross's hand, turn around, and the beer can is tipped up at a 45-degree angle, full. And uh, I thought, wow, that, that's so cool, but I can't call it paranormal. So I took <clears> pictures. <throat> I've still got the pictures. And I started to go down to the basement, and his worker from another room says, Rick, come here. He opened a beer, 16-ouncer, took one drink, set it on the rung of a ladder, and it was tilted up at a 45. I mean, I'm still on the ground trying to see if it'll fall over, and it wouldn't. It A fan fell out of the window before that thing would. But it turned out that when I went to the basement, I got like 20 EVPs the very first trip. And that place is off the hook. And I've kept it quiet about where, where it is exactly because I know that all of the the people, uh, the younger people that go into cemeteries, and if they don't get anything, they break headstones type people. We, right. we want to root, root them out. Those people are ruining it for everybody, you know? Yeah, they don't respect the no. actual process and the spirits. Right. Yeah, exactly. No. Yeah. Exactly. And I, that, that angered me. I, I actually posted one time. I said, if you ever go in a cemetery and you see someone doing damage, beat the crap out of him on the spot <laughs> and i posted that on facebook i don't care what they think you know it's it's just ridiculous that people would do that yeah there's no reason to desecrate yeah, you know, yeah. graves and, and, and gravestones and stuff like that God, haters. <laughs> yeah yeah there's no reason yeah there's no but reason disrespecting the dead i mean what if it was their grandmother's headstone right they still do the same or their thing? mom or dad right yeah, yeah. And it's terrible. That's why we always call the police and say we're going to be, we're going to be setting up inside this cemetery. We're going to, you know, using a bunch of electronics, and uh, we'll take care of security. Yeah, you know. And, and Rick and, mentioned something there too, where he said that uh, he won't, uh, he doesn't want to reveal the location of that place that uh, he was talking about. Which there are places we do go that we won't say where they are. 
uh, we'll say like because uh, like, it might be a personal home and it's not anybody's business. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. there's, there's the personal home as, <laughs> aspect to it too, but there's also places that are really, uh, really haunted that we don't want to uh, have a lot of people going to just just because of those reasons, like destroying things or or or, or just really just kind of messing things up for everybody else. And so we'll say like what the name of it is or. Or maybe, or what it's known by, yeah. And then uh, we don't uh, we don't reveal the location necessarily. Sometimes we do, but it's not only that yeah, reason. Okay. You have to respect what is there that you're communicating with, and understand that it doesn't want to be constantly harassed by people that don't even care or respect it themselves. Listen, let's be clear on something. We are much more afraid of the living than we are of the dead. <laughs> that's, that's, that's true. Yeah, there was a there was a there was a guy that just recently contacted us wanting to know where the where a uh, witch's grave was that we've investigated, and then um, I actually didn't mind him going out there so much, but I, I sent him a <clears> private <throat> message to, and it really asked him to not reveal where it was to the public because um, we don't want a lot of people actually messing trying to like, camp out there. Yeah. And it's a it's a one of our local legends, and some of our other places we investigated around here, like the gates of hell. And um, there's, there's some other ones we're going to get to, but uh, unless the P you know where there are, we don't, we don't want to reveal the locations. Exactly. And some people then give it as kind of like a joke almost or a practical joke. They don't like, they'd probably go out there and drink and leave beer cans laying around and have bonfires. And yeah. we you know they wouldn't clean up and we leave places exactly like we found them. Right. Yeah, because like you're there to, because it sounds like you, you know, you're there to investigate. You're you're interested in what's happening. It, it it's like very like almost kind of academic. You're not really going out there yeah. to disturb things or, uh, you know, mess things up and you know stuff in that regard. Like you you just kind of want to go and observe and see what's going on, and then like you're good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. You need to respect the dead, basically. Um, is yeah, the way we feel. Yeah, that as well. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when we, when you do our live investigations on our Facebook, um, you know, they're at the locations and we'll say, like she said, or we're, we're, where they're known by and not necessarily say where they're at. And then, uh, but you know, people can still see the area and what we're doing, you know, so we won't try to hide that part. <laughs> and most of the time, if you respect them, they will equally respect you. Yep. They won't attach. They won't attack you. They won't do anything harmful and you can actually kind of tame them to actually, you know, communicate easier if you go with more of a respectful, gentle uh, approach to them. So essentially what you're saying is that like 95% of the Hollywood haunted house movies are bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of them. (laughs) They have brought people in there and taunted, you know, like provoked. I tell you an example, ghost hunters. Ghost Hunters is probably the only completely legit uh, people out there. There's there's more. Don't get me wrong. But they, you know, many times you watch that show and you feel like, wow, this is boring. But if they don't get it, they don't portray it. They don't want to do fake. You yeah, they do say that they didn't get anything for whatever reason and they debunk. First thing they do is debunk. Yeah. One show, I called them on it. I said, why is it that all your EVPs sound like the same person? <laughs> in which they can't. Yeah. That doesn't happen. <laughs> and it changed right after that, I'll say. Yeah. You know, those guys are making big money doing what they do. And don't get me wrong, we want to make money doing what we do also. 
Uh, but like I said, we don't charge people for our investigations or anything we do for them. But we do have a business page where we sell T-shirts and things that kind and of. And we wouldn't mind know, being sponsored if anyone ever, you know, like saw <laughs> it in their heart to do so. Right. I guess say. You know, but we're not yeah. making money off the people that we're helping. That's just crazy. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't. And it would mostly help us do more investigations, more hands-on experience, and more traveling. So that we're not like actually, you know, pinching to get there because we're spending all the money on the gas and all the money on the food and all the money on the hotels and all that stuff. Right. That's really why we're trying to sell merchandise. The main reason. I can feel that because like that's almost like the same thing with my this podcast. Like I started it back in January and, you know, like I have I mean, I would love to have a sponsor, right. <laughs> but yeah. 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 But I mean, mostly because like, you know, right now, like I record on my laptop and I got like a little, you know, little mixer box with a microphone, you know, mm-hmm. but, and I do a lot of this stuff through Skype and sometimes Skype's audio is not the best, but luckily I know how to edit. So like I can, I can really church it yeah. up and, and make yeah. it, good. but That's you know, and, but I say the same thing. It's like, I, I just, I just love talking about movie, like horror movies and like, I, mm-hmm. I love BSing with people, you know, so that works I out like I would love to have a sponsor, but even if I did make any money, I'd just buy better equipment. <laughs> right. Well, you know, it's funny yeah. that most of these ghost people, they the, the reason they have sponsorship is it's not sponsorship. It's the people that advertise while they're showing the show on TV yeah. and they pay them a pretty penny. I mean, you look at, well, I, I won't name anyone in particular, but several of them who had done it for years are very wealthy from what they did and yeah. mm-hmm. good for them. Because uh, as long as you're portraying it as it should be, then we're okay with that. Mm-hmm. I've watched many times where I go, oh, that's bull. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I hate to do that it's because. He's like, yeah. yeah it does take a while and a steady momentum and like, you know, to keep going and keep doing it until you finally actually like get to somewhere where you need to be though with it. So keep doing what you're doing. And if you can make it where we can share it, then we're going to put it on our our other um, different platforms are our, our Instagram and our Twitter and our Facebook and stuff like that. So other people know about you because we have a ton of groups that follow us. Yeah. We have people all over the world. Yeah. All over the world. Yeah. I was looking at your, I was looking at your newspaper article that you sent me and then yeah. I was, I was actually on your Facebook page a little bit before uh, we started the interview, you know, just kind of mm-hmm. looking at your pictures, looking at your stuff, trying to see what you guys were all about. Yeah, we uh, we post all kinds of things. With all the people that are on there, though, we get everything. Everybody posts all kinds of stuff on there. Yeah, we love it. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty great. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's just it's just blown up. I mean, you look at how many people are just on the Facebook group page itself. And we started in August 2019. That's not a long time ago. And then uh, we've already grown so much. You know, (laughs) it's funny that one of the old gals I went to high school with way back was asking. It was you just started doing this in you know what 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 was it what August. year August yeah and I come back to her I said well the team has I said but we were doing it before that mm, you know true. and they knew yeah. that I still I think my site is still up uh, uh, I had one that I ran for years out of here fifteen years or so but uh, I kind of let it go by the wayside it was called the RIP which is Razorbacks Investigating Paranormal and I, the site on Facebook still up but I. I explained to them I'm hanging with a new group now. And so that's where our interest is going to be. And uh, I still get people looking <laughs> at it though every other day. <laughs> so I, I do want to go back to what you mentioned earlier about how you go to investigate something and then you 
um, you know, you say maybe you can't do anything and you have to, or it's like above you and you try to pass it, you know, pass it up to someone else. So like in that instance, like if you come on a, a case like that, like who is that? Who are you, who are you giving it to? When well, there's, do yeah, there's the obvious answers to, to the, uh, you know, I would uh, probably go to the father of my church. Right. <laughs> Usually, I figured it would be a priest or a father, but yeah, I didn't right, 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 and, that, and that's, and that's like he's true. a priest, but they call him Father Logger. Right, and yeah. that, that's true. And they can, they also, I mean, of course, everybody knows about Ed and Lorraine Warren, Warren, how they, how they did their stuff, and they were referred a lot of things through the church. Yeah, and uh, yep. they really do have those kind of people that do that. Like they'll, they'll, um, they'll pass it along to uh, private investigators, how people like them. But then they also investigated themselves because there's, you know, gets into the, the, the exorcism stuff, which is real. If <laughs> nobody believes it, it really yeah. is real. They do it. There's exorcists, you know. Yeah, but you know, the funny thing is, is there's a lot of people that look at it different. Like uh, I was going to a church here local on Sundays, was, key word, um, and the preacher actually told me, you've got to stop doing this ghost hunting. And I said, uh, no, I don't. Yeah, he said, yes, you do. You're <clears throat> dealing with the demonic. It's like. That's just the closed-mindedness of right. some. A lot of people don't understand. Honestly, it. like, sir, to name some specific branch, like branches or whatever you want to call, Catholics are not that way though, and Episcopalians that I know of are not that oh, way. Mormons, Mormons. Uh, my daughter, uh, my daughter was married to a, a Mormon, and well, not the kid, but the parents were, and and they are totally on board with paranormal. It's funny. Because to me, that's know. kind of like turning your back or a blind eye and knowing the fact that someone just presented you with a case of information that you're responsible for as a spiritual seasoned person. And it's your duty to try to find, at least try to find the person or someone that's going to actually help with that. Right. I, listen, I don't think any one religion should ever tell us you can or can't do anything. I, I mean, yeah. you know, listen, I believe in God, but I don't think even he would do that. And we know? don't do um, seances and conjuring no, and like no. black magic circles and Ouija board. And we don't do anything like that because that is asking for stuff like that to come to you or wherever you're at. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we just go in and investigate what's reported to us and interview ahead of time and ask and try to gather as much information to be prepared when we get there. Right. Yeah, and that's. That's, That's true. true. You see it in the like you see it like you were talking about passing it off to the higher uh, higher ups other than us. You know, that's that's you really do see it in the in the movies a little ways because they do have that part right in a way because that's what happens. They really do. Uh, they really do. And it's to, not always a church. Some of them it is like a religious Native American shaman or something right. like that. Yeah. And that's, <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's funny you mentioned like the Ouija board because like I remember like when I was a kid we had this like new family like moving to our neighborhood and they like had a kid our age and like my mom found out that like they had a ouija board in their house so like i wasn't even allowed to go over there and play <laughs> Your <mom's a> smart <laughs> baby. Yeah. yeah yeah and like that so like i get a lot of that from her like i'm like i don't i don't want to touch no i don't even want to touch a ouija board like i don't yeah, want, right. like so i don't weird. want it in my house i don't want no <laughs> Yeah. Hey, your mom was smart. My mother was the one that taught me to play Ouija board. <laughs> oh, no. Now I know better. Yeah, like most of what I know about, like that I've like gathered on Ouija boards, 
if you are going to mess with them, which like I said, I, I don't it was like, you know, the thing about like, you know, they say you should never do it by yourself and like always say right. goodbye when you're done. That's true. And never play with it in a graveyard. Yeah. And that too. <laughs> uh, and th those are all true things. And those, the thing about a Ouija board is that the, they're just a gateway. You you think you're talking to somebody, which you're talking to somebody, right? But it may not be who you think you're talking to. That's and right. Demons really mm -hmm. do uh, hide themselves behind. You Imitate know, something more innocent to try to gain right. your trust and, and trick you. And that's true too. That's where where the little imaginary friends come into play. Sometimes, sometimes that's not an imaginary friend. It really is something demonic. Yeah. yeah. And that that is that is true. And Rhonda's done a lot of research on those mm -hmm. kind of things, and she knows about it. But uh, I, I just I don't know. The Ouija boards have seen so many <laughs> bad experiences like opening portals that you right. can't close, you can't close people don't know true. what they're doing and and i heard someone say i guess if you really wanted to conjure somebody anyone could do it well that's probably somewhat true but we don't know that for and sure you know oh, i want to right. share a small experience of a place we investigated and a person that had lived there prior to i think you'd really get uh, interest out of this we went in and investigated a place and it was apartment buildings or duplexes or whatever. And there was a guy that had lived there in one of the rooms and he had left behind burned spots in the floor where he had done rituals and like conjuring and seances. And he had actually two years prior to our investigation been arrested for walking up the street and murdering two people with a knife on their with porch. With a machete. With a machete, oh. sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we he, investigated that I had, room. I had personal experience with the guy. He was, he was living in the building I previously spoke of that was so haunted, and he was very gothic. Everything was black, you know. And he only went out at night, so I think maybe he thought he was a vampire. But yeah, he, it worked out. He, he was a little off what balance. They said in his interview when he, he was asked why he did it. Yeah, well, he see he was looking over a fence at his <laughs> mom's house, two houses over, and the guy that owned the house he was looking over hit him up. And said, "What are you looking at my house for?" And he says, no, I'm not. He tried to tell him, well, he apparently felt like he had no at, you know, avenue or exit. So he pulls out a machete and it killed two people. And a third one got away. They never even made it back to their own front porch. He nailed them. Well, he was put away for life. But I got a call from my friend that said, I need you to help me. So I go up to this place that's so haunted. And we took the room apart. This guy was painting pictures in blood. Yeah, his the animals and stuff, and his own blood. He was a cutter, so he cut himself and then fling it on the walls. And you could see five or six burn holes on the ground where he was doing little fires and stuff. And a complete devil worship station. They had an altar. And when he was asked to, to why, why he did it, he said that the devil told him to do it. <laughs> Scary To kill stuff. those people, yeah. So that would be an instance of like... When you're actually going in somewhere and you're causing bad stuff to happen and you're not working yeah. for the good of, like, you know, like the fact and the academic, like you were saying, you're like actually conjuring and yeah, yeah. opening portals so and making no bad things happen. Yeah, uh, unleashed in that apartment. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. So then, be, being that as it's made, then, then I, I have to wonder, like, why do they sell Ouija boards? In kids' stores, <laughs> right? They sell, yeah, and they market it into the game. Yeah. Eight and a, this is ages eight and up. Well, when they're real young, I don't see a problem because they probably don't know how to do it. <laughs> but oh man, I don't know. Yeah, most everybody has a Ouija board experience because you know we all been teenagers, so that's uh. And they were really big. big yeah, back the, in the eighties and nineties. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's that's I'm the. Like him, I grew up in a Pentecostal household. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that, that, shit, that, shit, that wasn't happening. <laughs> 
You know, it was always that curiosity. There was that. You know, there was the games where you played Lies of Feathers, Stiff as a Board, or you played Bloody Mary in the sure. Mirror, you know, yeah. those kind of <laughs> things. You know, but it, sometimes people just do it as games and don't realize sometimes that it can really, really mess up stuff. And some of it's real and they don't realize, you know, yeah, until it's too late. And then, hey, they call us though, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good luck on that. No, 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 Batman. You know, <laughs> We'll yeah, that, that's what I grew up. I grew up in the 80s, and like I said, my right. mom kept me away from Ouija boards. So, like, I, I do not have a Ouija board experience. I will probably never have a Ouija board experience. It's, smart, yes. it's better to not. Stay away. And you should listen to everybody off. else's and live through vicariously yeah. their experience. <laughs> you and, I mean, I did, you know, I did try – well, I, I shouldn't say like I. Okay, I, I yeah, I did try the Bloody Mary thing once, like at a party, but like we all pretty much chickened out at four. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, there's that. there's all kinds of them. There's the Bloody Mary. There's the you know people with them. Of course, movies sometimes don't help situations, but you know they do the Candyman stuff or the. Yeah. Well, now there was like more recently. What was he called? Um, Charlie, Charlie. No, like the Thin Man. What's he called? Oh, the oh, Slender Man. Yeah, Slender Man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in that case about the girl that murdered the or that tried to murder the other girl or yeah. attempted yeah. murder for, yeah. for Slender Man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, that that's a for so, being so young. Right. See, that's not even a, a legend because that was totally made up by, you know, uh, some guy just making up Slender Man. There was no nothing behind it. Like, all yeah, that was from the, yeah, that was from the creepypasta community. Right. Yeah. It wasn't ever a thing, you know, but these girls at the time, they really thought it was a real deal. You know, which was but all it takes is a movie or an idea put out there, and the energy and the intent focused on that, and then it basically has created. I mean, it was uh, real enough to make her try to kill her best friend, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, and that's sad was, because yeah. teenagers don't understand. I mean, they should understand, but yeah, they, they don't. Well, I guess they don't have. They don't have, they don't have the, the proper either. guidance and the right. proper like yet. But see, that opens up a whole other can of worms when you start talking about stuff like that, especially. Uh, legends and people thinking stuff that's not there like the manson family or you know <laughs> yeah. you know that kind of thing you know it's uh, i have a i have a couple of rules about ghost hunting never take anything with you out of there and never run out if you're scared yeah don't run <laughs> okay so i can i can i can completely understand why you don't want to take something with you because obviously right. something could be tethered to it and and, yep. and you can right. take it with you but why why not run mm-hmm. Why not run out of there? Why no, not why not run out? Well, I don't, you know, it's just. Try, else yeah, it, it, it actually gets their attention. Uh, even I've even heard ghost hunters uh, uh, grant and, and then say, don't run. And it happened once on their show. Exit causes injuries them, too. Yeah, walk out casually. Don't, if, you know, because people go in. <laughs> one of the things that, that they need to understand is a lot of times when you have that feeling like someone's watching you or your heart picks up. And as long as you're in tune with your body, you'll know when something's happening around you, you right. know, uh, and, and there's several signs to it that, that'll let you know. Yeah. One of our main reasons too is besides this, the spiritual stuff aspect of it, like not running, but Rhonda kind of just Safety said and security Safety and you're in a dark place. It's dark. We and I have ran before <laughs> and I ran into a wall and a yep. board whacked out and hit me in the face. <laughs> a board came out of the wall and hit me in the face when I was a young kid i went to a haunted house and i heard a, a, a chainsaw and ran and i've never done that again since then because that board <laughs> whacked it ran out of it and just like came out of the wall and hit me in the face yeah so the don't run 
the don't run is more of just a safety thing and not so yeah, and security of everybody there. Yeah, equipment cords could be on the ground and you'd trip over the equipment cord, and then you mess up the equipment. There's so many different <laughs> Which things. We, we do that just walking. Around, run over our I cords. mean, if you want to scream and grab onto the person next to you, that's a little bit better. You know, it's, it's funny that there's many times you go into a haunted place and you might get an EVP. And I found it weird that we could go in and not introduce yourself to the spirits, and yet they know your name. That happens. Yep. They yeah. say Rhonda and they yep. know a lot. Yeah, they say her name a lot. They like me. So, they know my name. It's because it's like she's tears. more she's more in tune with them than, than we are. And then uh, she picks up on their energy. Well, they pick up on hers too. So mm. they're automatically saying her name on our obvious devices all the time or even EVP. It makes you feel important though. <laughs> like they're here. Yeah, right. they're like, here. like I'm a big deal with the ghost guys. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of it's sort of like that with her. Yeah, it's funny. I, I mean, you know, the, it, most people just I don't know. They they don't they don't really want to believe in it, and I think that that's just because that's the way they were raised. But you give them one real eye-opening paranormal event An and watch how it changes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. And we mentioned this kind of earlier, too, is just because we go investigate something doesn't mean something's going to happen. Sometimes True. nothing happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, here, here's a funny story for you. We took the SLS with us yesterday uh, or, or Monday. Two days me, ago, yeah. And they took us. Uh, we went to this newspaper. They wanted to do a big interview. We were front page cover today. And Sean turned it on. <laughs> yeah, Sean turned it on. Well, he was looking around, and lo and behold, we found one in their building, yep. and they couldn't believe it. They go, oh, my God. <laughs> it's funny. It's a game changer. Now they can't hide. And this guy, we showed it to him, and he was like, ooh. Yeah, they were all kinds of amazed about seeing it and stuff. You know. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people in and out, you know, it, 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 that uh, bad things, good things, whatever happens. Man, there's spirits everywhere. Everywhere. What you do. <laughs> See, it, it always strikes me as i don't know odd when i meet like a like a hardcore skeptic skeptic yeah you know, um, i mean like i can understand like i think maybe like you said some of it is how they're raised i think another thing is like maybe like they don't want to they're afraid to look foolish yeah um you know type thing but at the same time like it's like you would think more people would would embrace like ghosts and things like that because it's it's an answer like that right. there's something after you know for uh, i think it's mostly a fear-based skepticism because they don't want to have to actually face yeah what they don't want to acknowledge then how yeah. would i like observe that and how would i like take that in you know what, what I mean? happens a lot too they just don't want to acknowledge the, the <laughs> and ain't not gonna get me if i don't believe it's there you know what i mean <laughs> right. but regardless it's it's there regardless you know now, that's just like if you want to get a little religious for that, it's just like believing in in Jesus. You don't have to to see him, but or you know, Easter Bunny. I mean, there. there's nothing harmful with believing <laughs> you know, in an Easter Bunny or anything, <laughs> right? You know, or any kind of religion, whatever you believe, or you know, even if you're not religious. If you believe in something and you feel like it's there, it's there. But right, if you don't believe into it, you know, like believe some people don't want to uh, believe the existence of the devil but you know what he's there so regardless if you believe in him or not he's there that's right well so, you know if you just watch that show called the dead files amy allen she's she's one of the best mediums i've ever seen in my entire life steve DeChauve, the the cop that works or the ex-new york city homicide detective that works with her 
He said he has never had a paranormal event and has never seen a spirit. But yet she goes in and she'll see 50 of them there, you know. And that's the way it is, though, in real life. You, I think if you're closed-minded, it's not going to Because he's logic, happen. left brain, and she's right. the right brain. And they're, like, perfectly married together like a yin-yang, and they just work perfectly. And we together. talk about shows and stuff <laughs> and about the theatrics, but really, they're one of the more uh, legit things that's out there, the way they do it. And, it, and it's, it's a good thing, the way they do it. You know, he investigates the actual facts of stuff, and then mm -hmm. she does her thing, kind of like what Rhonda does, and then... Uh, it, it meshes well together at the end of their, their show when they come together. And, uh, you know, they do some stuff that's, you know, the jazzed up a little bit, but most of it's pretty legit. Yeah. And I don't like, like, like anything more than probably proven wrong a skeptic. <laughs> There's like probably nothing better than the feeling of like, Oh, I told you so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I want to go back. Cause I want to ask too, um, you know, cause we had talked earlier about like, you know, how, you know, kids can, right. can see, like, you know, spirits and, and stuff like that. And like, you know, I had had an experience like that. We used to live across the street from this house that was, you know, haunted. I didn't know it because I was a kid. I had no idea. And mm -hmm. it kind of goes into what you were saying about the guy with the machete. Like there was a, a you know, it was a family that lived in there. And, you know, the guy just went crazy one day and, you know, killed everybody in the house. And, you know, his um wife's mother was like, you know, she was old, you know, kind of, you know, kind of invalid. And, you know, she used to sit in her uh, rocking chair in her bedroom, you know, and, and look out the window. Right. Yeah. Now, I, I got all this secondhand and, and I'll tell you why in a minute, because like now I used to go out and play like in the backyard and, and the house was right across the street. And I would see this old lady in the will in the window every every day. And I would wave and she would wave back. And it wasn't a big deal. You know, I was outside playing. And then right. one day I told my mom about it. You know, because she was like, well, who are you? She came out. She's like, who are you waving to? And I'm like, oh, the the old lady up there in the in the rocking chair. And yep. like she went white. So that was my first clue that, that something was wrong. A ghost, right? And, yeah. And she was like. Sorry, I already know everything before someone's yeah. looking. Like yeah. But she's like, that's not possible. I'm like, no, dude, I'm telling you, like, I wave to this woman, like, every day. Like, and she waves back. And, like, I described, like, what she was wearing, like, to a T. And my mom was like, no, like. I know mm. who that is, and she died before you were born. Like, that's not possible. <laughs> so why do you think, you know, kid, like, you know, like you have a kid that, could, that sees that stuff, and then, like, you know, as you grow up, like, you know, it kind of goes away. Do you just think because, like, you lose I that why. Kid, Or what do you think? It's because of their innocence and childlike um, sense through all of the like studying that I've done for energy and like spiritualism and like connecting with things, the common denominator with animals, <clears throat> spirit, medium, psychics and children is the childlike soul. Like I don't like if we're going to go do something and I like feel like I need to like um amp up and make sure that I like basically kind of like, what would you call it? Kind of like cleanse myself for the day. Before I go to somebody's house, I don't talk to hardly anybody that day. I focus on myself and I take care of myself that day. And I like make sure that I don't let any negativity or anything like get near me or like affect me. But it's through all the research, it's childlike wonder. Several people do it that way. I mean, Amy mm -hmm. Allen, she goes in and she has a guy cover up pictures but everything. she probably has a childlike wonder yeah, about her. You know it'll, I mean? it'll affect their findings. <clears throat> That's why. So, mm -hmm. 
Yeah, we we like to keep. Because I've seen her break down and cry and get scared and stuff. Yeah, I've seen Amy. We, we try and keep her out of the investigative part of it, and mm-hmm. then she can do her deal. So. <laughs> Well, I did want to go back and ask you because it's actually it occurred to me after we left it, but it's been kind of like nagging at me. Listen, when we were talking about the Ouija boards and you had made the comment about not playing with one in a graveyard. Now, yeah. with the way that obviously we know, like with the way Ouija boards work, it's because you could be talking to something that's not a spirit. <laughs> we'll just put it that way. Um, so like, you know, with that being like a demonic thing, like, is there more like is there like more demonic activity type stuff like that at a graveyard or is it just because since it is a place of the dead that there's just so much well it's just a a place where it's easier to open up the portal to what but that could also happen in a morgue or a hospital wherever there's a mass quantity of dead people Honestly, okay. Oh, yeah. Where anybody's... I mean, that sounds terrible. It sounds like I'm talking about, like, you know, see, yeah. try a mass quantity of like those that have passed on that can, yeah, not necessarily a, a graveyard, too. But there's also a you know, the where it's been a lot of tragedy happen as yeah. far as where you're talking about the people getting killed in that house is that, um, if you took a Ouija board in there, what evil spirits like that and demonic stuff that's that's their base that they. They're they're attracted to that, and that's they so that's that's where they're at, you know. So if you open that portal in that house, it's no telling what you're opening it to, and how many's going to come through. <laughs> Nothing you can do about it after that. <laughs> so so it's more of the it's more of the energy of the place. So yeah, like yeah. They're, they're drawn to it because of the because of the negative energy, because of all the death, and then so then it's just when you open when you play with it there, you're more inclined to catch something you don't want to catch. Right. Right. That's right. I don't know if this makes sense, but like, um, if you're playing with a, be- a Ouija board, you're inviting, you're giving an invitation, open invitation to anything that wants to come to you. Right. And attach to you. Anything. And just because you asked, you are so-and-so, it doesn't necessarily have to be. Yeah. You're basically That's saying, come out wherever so you so are. <laughs> You know, so, okay, so like, it's basically like you're 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 lighting off a flare in a dark. Yeah, like zombies light. are coming and you yeah. lit off a flare like in Zombie Land, and they're like, "Oh, now we know where to go to eat the humans." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you actually turned on a beacon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's really yep. kind of like that, mm-hmm. and yeah, that they're, they're just automatic, like moth to a flame. So, have you guys ever been to or? I'm I'm from Pennsylvania, so when you like talked about Gettysburg, it's like okay, I know all about that because right. I'm from that state. The opposite side, I'm on the western side near Pittsburgh, but um, awesome. I've been there. Awesome. Only in the airport, I think that's it. <laughs> yeah. You got to give your props, dude. <laughs> what was that? He said I'm a Steelers. Sean fan, is so a Steelers fan. Oh yeah, represent. You <laughs> do black and gold in my veins. But <laughs> I thought Gettysburg was just so great. Literally every building we went in. I, I have a device uh, called a geo box, and there's probably only fifteen or so made um, in in the United States anyway. And I'll tell you, George, a guy by the name of George Brown. Uh, built it for us and and man it's a portal i mean you go into every place in gettysburg turn it on and they're talking and people's eyes are wide open going, wow i didn't know that well yeah they're here you know uh the store that uh, had about 25 
bullet holes in the side. The bullet holes are still there. That place is active. You know it is. And and the place where Jenny Wade died, she was the only civilian to be killed in Gettysburg. And uh, I believe her, I definitely believe her spirit is there. Uh, but we literally couldn't go into any place in Gettysburg, let alone the hedgerows and the, the big battlefield and all that kind of thing. That wasn't haunted. I mean, if you go out there in the middle of the night, you'll get all kinds of voices. It is just, you'll hear guns going off. It, that's residual energy. But, you know, it's really, really amazing. And I think Pennsylvania is such a beautiful place, too. I have a question since you live okay. in Pennsylvania. What do you know about Erie, Pennsylvania? I've always been fascinated with Erie, Pennsylvania since I was oh, a teenager. Oh, about Erie. Okay. Um, that's about that's about two hours north of me. Um, I've been there uh, a couple of times, but mainly just to like go to the, to the beach and stuff. Um, I mean, outside of, of that, like, I don't like, have like, like, have you heard of like ghost stuff there or is it just weird thing? things that happen there? Cause there's been several TV shows that I grew up watching or whatever. And they would insist that like strange things happen. And there's actually a show that came on not long ago and then there was a show when I was in high school called Erie, Pennsylvania and they kind of just like basically insinuated that strange things happened there and I don't know if just because of the name of it or not and I actually used to talk to a guy on MySpace from there and he would tell me weird stuff would happen there but I don't know if he was making it up or not. So I well, I mean, I, I would bet, like I, I've seen to notice that we we have like a lot of a lot of haunted lore, a lot of haunted Pennsylvania. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know why that is, <laughs> but but we do. <laughs> Every state has. I've their noticed share. it too. Actually, Pennsylvania, though, like kind of like more than a lot. I've noticed. Well, I think Pennsylvania is more in tune to it than a lot of other places. Well, just because mm-hmm. of Gettysburg, when well, you kill fifty three thousand well, no, people, well, no, you're gonna leave yeah, something behind. Yeah, you've got people in like Erie, Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh. They have a sense of stuff isn't right. Yeah, but they don't know exactly what it is. That's why Taps is originally out of there. Are they really? Yes, Taps is a great organization. I have to say, uh, they're the guys that will show you that a was, boring show rather than I feed were, you crap. That's when I actually started watching to begin with. Yeah, yeah. I, the last so, time I was at the Winchester House and in, in San Jose, San Jose, they uh, they uh, they were there, but it wasn't the the Taps from. Uh, Pennsylvania yeah, was taps from actually, West yeah. Coast yeah. in the same organization. Yeah. But they were doing an investigation the same night I was they there. It was kind of cool. Hey, that's yeah. a great place, that Winchester was that house. The Tulsa branch that Pretty did bizarre. It? I don't know. There's one in Tulsa. There's a guy. I think maybe it might have something to do too with the fact that maybe like, you know, because just like we're so old, you know, like we were one of the, you know, yeah. original mm-hmm. colonies, you know, everything that happened in Philadelphia. Like, you know, with the declaration of it, you know, so I mean, like a lot of the earliest stuff of the nation happened yep. here. Battles, um, slave activity. Yeah, right. yeah, a lot of battles. Um, and then like, we had a lot uh, here too. and then like uh, where I work, I work in a little town called Avella that's about like 15, 20 minutes away from where I live, still in Pennsylvania. And um, they have a thing there called the Meadowcroft Museum. Mm-hmm. And the um the rock shelter that that's there is like i was just telling a guy it's like sixteen thousand years old like it was it was literally a a native american settlement so you know then we have a lot of native american lore here too so oh yeah for sure on here too you know i I think maybe that might have something to do with it (laughs) 
<laughs> we could, yeah. Yeah. We could all contribute. All, yeah, all of it. I'll tell you, I, you know, I will kind of expand on the Gettysburg thing. It's amazing when you <clears throat> set up on that hill and you look down and you see that mile-long hedgerow and you read the story about over a thousand men arm in arm walking up that ridge and getting slaughtered, I might add. But uh, it, it, that's what changed. Well, Gettysburg changed the course of the war, you know. Yeah. But 53,000 people dying in all those mass graves, it's going to leave a lot behind forever. Yeah. Yeah, so I would have to imagine it when you have that many people die in one place that it's just there's going to be some energy there. Oh, yeah. Well, it depends on how, too. I mean, if he was suffering, uh, if it was a, a crime, he was murdered, or, you know, a lot of times the person that just dies from old age, they don't necessarily come back except as a uh, as someone, that, a protective spirit, maybe. But, you know, it, we all we all are going to die, you know. We're all going to pay taxes. We're all going to die. Uh, who comes back? We never know. And why? Yeah. We never know. But see, that's what we do. What we do is try to prove, you know, what they do on yeah. the other side. Yeah. You know, what exactly. happens? If this is the case, I would love to go to Germany <laughs> and go to any of the concentration camps. Yeah. I, yeah. Actually, I was literally about to mention that. I can yeah, tell you sure. all about that because I served four years in the Army. Yeah. Um, in Germany? I yes, I was stationed in Germany. Awesome. Um, I Which went part? To- um, I was down in the Rhineland, down near uh, Rammstein. Uh, really? Uh, I've been to yeah. Frankfurt and Munich. Yep, I flew into Frankfurt, but um, <laughs> I went to I, I went to um, I went to Bergen Belsen. Uh, I went to uh, Berk, uh, Berkenau, mm-hmm. uh, Treblinka. Um, uh, yeah, I saw a bunch of the concentration camps. I, I was actually going to say that right when you were done. And it was like walking into those places. Like, I don't know how much of it was just being right. hit by the enormity of the history of what happened there. Right. My God. I Did you know. get sick all of a sudden and like nauseated? Yeah. Like it just was so overwhelming. And it was just a lot of it was that like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm standing yeah. in this yeah. horrible place. But a lot of it, too, was that it was just like it felt like they were that a lot of them were still there. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would give anything to go to a concentration mm-hmm. camp and do an investigation. Mm-hmm. I would love to take somebody who do, who doesn't hear anything about it. Yeah, yeah, or a non-believer. See, you they, mean? Yeah. No, the point is, is they don't teach about that in school mm-hmm. anymore. Well, they don't so teach you. Take, also, if they're scared to use them as bait, but I do. Well, <laughs> they don't know anything about it. You take them to one of those concentration camps. Yeah, and yeah. Same yeah, yeah. yeah. My thing on it and watching as much. Uh, uh, documentaries and stuff I've seen about it and them trying to find all the, the Nazi officers and stuff that were involved and prosecute them. You know, well, they get all those people that survived it and they're testifying and it's just um, see, to me, it's just it sounds like a gold mine to investigate there and a lot of people would think so, but I just don't think I could actually do that because it, it's just out of respect for what happened to all those people and just be there. I think I'd be overwhelmed with with the the actual severity of what happened and it's just crazy to even think about um I know, all I would the too, horrible if... things that went down there oh, and people oh. there's people out there that really think it never happened and that's just crazy yeah i mean i can't believe that that, that the people would think that and it's just i think those people are walk off yeah but i bet they didn't think we would be on a quarantine right now either yeah <laughs> i mean that's that's boarding toilet paper so right <laughs> that's it's the dumbest shit i've ever heard but it literally 
And now I, I think I, I think I know how the toilet paper thing happened. I, I think that one person uh, sneezed and all the rest crapped their pants. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I was telling my wife about that, you know, and it was like, you know, or, you know, and you see all like the stuff on the computer and it's like, well, why are they taking all the toilet paper? You know, like, well, what, what is that going to do? And it's like, I don't think they, they need to be taking that much, obviously. But, <laughs> yeah. on, but on the other hand, you know, it's like I told my wife, it's like, you know, when, if this gets worse and you have to shelter in place and stuff like that, it's like, you know, you can ration food, you can, sure. you can ration milk, but like you, I can't just look at my stomach and say, okay, you're not allowed to shit today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So, I mean, like I could get, just gonna get really hungry if you do. Right. Like, so like I could get why some people would think, oh my God, I need toilet paper. But I mean, I don't think they need that much. <laughs> and they don't think about, I need rations. Like I need, um, canned items and I need soap and I need water. They're just like, oh, I'm going to crap, but I'm not going to eat first. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to drink out, first. Yeah. Well, not like as much canned goods. I haven't went anywhere and not seen any canned goods. I've seen oh, no. no lunch meat, no toilet paper, but not. This too will pass. Like yeah. if you're going to have a bunker, yeah, we'll, you need canned goods. You need yeah, non-perishable we'll items. We'll yeah, I bought all kinds of canned food and soup. I know what's up. See, I was, yeah, I, me yeah. too. <laughs> well, you were in the military and I am too. So you know how that freaking way of thinking is. Is like they teach you that crap. <laughs> yeah, well, well, that was another reason why I didn't understand the whole toilet paper thing too. Because like. Ago, I was man. like, I was given in basic training, I was giving a trenching tool and it was like, you use this to dig a bathroom. So like, yeah, yeah. 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 We've made jokes about like buy MREs, find somewhere to order MREs online right now. Oh, yeah. Can't you won't have to go to the bathroom. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I have a ton of freeze dried food here in my house. Yeah, it's just that uh you know it's crazy. You know, the whole situation, people just going nuts. So you can imagine if something actually happened that was catastrophic what people would be doing if they're oh, just doing it over this i mean it's crazy oh it'd you know? be like it'd be unfortunately it'd be like the walking dead and stuff you see on That's tv exactly right? how it'd be. yeah yeah, yeah. You know? like hunker down and, and and you would have to like protect yourself because people or a massive riot yeah. whatever would you know like remind you of like some kind of massive massive <laughs> rioting hey i don't know it's weird about toilet paper for a respiratory thing you know? it's kind of crazy <laughs> people yeah. don't think i was I was just informed by my wife that my one-year-old is up, so it's going to get real loud here real soon. So <laughs> before we wrap this up, though, I wanted to ask you, um, you know, because you're always looking for places to go and stuff like that. Uh, being from this area that I am, have you heard of the uh, Moundsville prison in West Virginia? Yes. Have you been and there? That's on our, no, that's on our bucket list, though. So. I, I've been there to do the tour. Mm -hmm. Um you know, so I, I did go through and they tell you about all the crazy stuff that happened there. And, and you know, but they do have like overnight ghost hunt tours that they do down there. Um, I did do one of those. Um, it's interesting. I'll, 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 I'll say that much. Um, <laughs> I want to I want to do uh, the, the rock. Did you get an experience while you were there? Just out of curiosity. Um, I didn't see anything, but... It's another one of those things where, like, you like they take you around to the different parts, and like there were places that they would take us, and like I would get feelings before yeah. they told us mm -hmm. what it was or like what had happened. Like you know, like like they took us to a thing there called the Sugar Shack, is what they called it, and that was where mm -hmm. they used to like keep all the equipment that the that the prisoners used to like tend the grounds and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And like we walked in there, and I was like, whoo. 
you know, and then like yeah. that thing they know they're like, oh, we had a bunch of people die here because apparently like they grabbed the equipment and That's they right. tried to tunnel out beneath and it like collapsed. Yeah, a lot of a lot of bad energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it yeah. killed a bunch of them. But like I could feel it like before it even oh, said yeah. it happened there. And then, oh like, yeah, you can feel it going. Like the panic, probably, and the anxiety. Yeah, like just it just felt off, and like and then like mm-hmm. I just felt like almost claustrophobic, which is really weird because it's an open space, you yeah. know. So that'd be a great place for you, Rhonda. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, like, any prisons are that way. Like Alcatraz, Moundsville. Uh, uh, my daughter lives up in Idaho, and they've got the Idaho State Penitentiary that's really haunted there too. So yeah. And, and one of the cool things, it's not even from a haunted perspective. They take you in because, like, as you know, Charles Manson is from that area. Yeah. And, uh, they actually have letters there that, like, he wrote. Oh, yeah. Uh, when he was in prison out there in California, like, he I'd wrote it. Uh, basically, oh, he transferred to, to Moundsville because, you know, he's from the area. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. People like that leave something behind. Oh, I'd love to see yeah. that. The Manson stuff. I'm fascinated by him. Oh, I was alive. <laughs> he was when a twist to do. Yeah. Well, I've I've had a great time talking with you guys today. Thank um, you. Um, I'm definitely going to check your Facebook out again and uh, probably hit that follow tab because I do follow you guys on Twitter already. Is there a way for us to share this? Um. Yes. Uh. So we're recording today. What's today? Friday. Um, so I'll usually like I'll record today, I'll edit the weekend and this episode will go up on Monday morning at 8 a.m. So it will be, but like, so like on Sunday night, I can send you everything like, yeah, basically wherever, wherever you can, um, stream podcasts, it's available there. And then like, I also have my own website that has like the episodes on it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so if people don't want to deal with Apple or anchor or whatever, so yeah. I'll definitely send you the links Sunday night and then, um, or I could actually, when we're done here, I'll send you the links so you can have them. And then basically that way you can let everybody know that like, Hey, we're going to be on this thing at this time. And you know, you could push them out and then it'll go live Monday morning and I'll let you guys know as soon as it's up, it'll be 7am your time, but it'll be up. Yeah. Hey, send us a, send us an address and I'll send you a bumper, a bumper sticker for your car too. Yeah. Decal. Oh, all right. Cool. Uh, Maybe. yeah. Do that. And then like, cause if you do that, I'll have your address. Cause like I actually have a sticker for my podcast so we can like, oh, cool. oh, cool. yeah. <laughs> right on. That's all right. Guys. Awesome. Um, so I'll get on that. Uh, thanks for coming on today. And, uh, Maybe we'll talk again sometime. <laughs> yeah, Matthew, it'd be great. And you've been awesome. All right. Yeah, bye. for you. Look, there comes one of them now.